I'm not gonna lie, I'm straight as an arrow, but I would. Hi everyone and welcome to Spit Take. We have an awesome show for you today. Before we get started, if you like what you hear, make sure to check out our Facebook and YouTube page. Just so everyone is aware, we are the green logo when you search us up. Today, me, Sam, and Rick are going to be talking about our top 2023 picks in movies, TV, games, and music. Rick, anything to add? Yeah, on our YouTube channel, I do have a couple of reviews on there. One for Iron Claw, one for my uh, show that we'll be talking about later on, uh, Gremlin Secret of the Mogwai. And also, uh, I think me and Adam were also talking about putting a review up of uh, a show, movie we're probably going to be talking about in a little bit, Aquaman. And uh, me and Adam also put up some uh, Let's Play uh, gaming stuff up there. Absolutely. I'm still working on getting mine edited, so it's not up yet, but uh, it will be up soon. Uh, Sam, what's new in your world? You haven't said anything yet. Yeah, no, I am here. It was... Uh... Unsure if I would be. I think I slept for about 15 hours yesterday. This cold or flu or whatever I've been dealing with has really been kicking my butt. But I'm here. Happy to hear you guys. Happy to see you. And happy to get get going on this. So, And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Early Happy New Year. This is... Happy New Year. Well, by the time this is up, it'll be New Year. It will be the New Year. It'll be 2024. Um, awesome. We're going to get started. Uh, me and Rick... We don't have a lot to really talk about today. There hasn't been a lot of new stuff coming out. No new trailers that I've seen anyways. Uh, but me and Rick do want to talk about Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom, which we both saw today uh, separately. But we both saw it. Uh, I think we have a consensus on how we feel about the movie. Uh, we're not going to talk in-depth. There's no spoilers or anything. We're just going to briefly kind of chat about our feelings of the movie. And uh, I'll let Rick go first. Well, I think the biggest thing is... Before we even seen the movie, there's been, in my in my view, there's been kind of an agenda against the movie, mostly because of Amber Heard, um, mainly because of the big fiasco, uh, the court case of the divorce court case, uh, uh, civil court of uh, Amber and uh, Johnny Depp, uh, that was made quite public, and. Uh, I guess Amber Heard uh, was caught and recording saying that she was going to uh, tell everybody that uh, he hit her and uh, she had marks on her face and stuff like that and no one would believe him. And um, so as a result, uh, everybody wanted uh, Warner Brothers to cut her out of the movie, which they did not. And now... Aquaman has been underperforming, which I think superhero movies have been kind of going down anyways over the past decade. I don't, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm going to jump in and say, I don't think that it has to do with some of the movies. I just think it has to do with the superhero fatigue. Um, yeah. I was reading a thing from Zack Snyder earlier where he's, you know, somebody asked him about it. You know, he's like, how we, you know, what does he think about superhero fatigue right now? And uh, his response was, well, I'm not exactly knocking on James Gunn's door right now. Um, and I think it's just kind of noticed through the industry that there is something happening where these movies are not getting big. I, you know, Aquaman sitting at an 80% uh, viewer score, uh, 38% critic score. And I don't, 
I don't think that's far off personally. <clears throat> and I, sorry, Rick, I didn't mean to cut you off there, but you're right. But uh, Wonka is beating. The thing is, Aquaman should be doing better. Wonka is beating Aquaman out. Aquaman is number two. And the thing is, Wonka's been out for a while. And I do plan on seeing Wonka Monday morning uh, on New Year's Day. And I'm excited. And I'm going to see Godzilla that night. And I'm very excited to see that. Um, And the color purple beat out Aquaman Christmas Day. Like, that's just unacceptable. Um, which the color purple has the, what's her name from, uh, uh, orange is the new black. I think she's in, uh, what's the John Cena, James Gunn, uh, DC. Oh, show. peacemaker. Peacemaker. She's in that too. She's a wonderful actress. I love her. Uh, but it's, it's definitely been underperforming compared to other movies where it should be doing better than at this time. And also I'm very active on Twitter. Uh, I'm very much a troll on Twitter sometimes, not on my main account. And I'm not going to tell you what account I'm a troll on. <laughs> um, but um, but there is uh, definitely a uh, boycott Aquaman uh, hashtag out there because of Amber Heard. Now, I will tell you my opinion. I don't really give a crap what millionaires do. Okay, like we agree on that for sure. Johnny Depp, listen, when it comes to relationships, now I do I do give a crap if if somebody says, Oh, you hit me and and you can't do anything about it. Yeah, that's total bull crap, okay. But like that that relationship was abusive long before that, and Johnny Depp chose to be in that relationship. He could have left that relationship a long time ago, and they were abusing each other. Let's be honest, it takes two people to to get the relationship that toxic to begin with. So it, yes, she, but here's the thing too. My other thing, um, what's Warner brothers. You can't cut her out of the movie and it's already made. And there wasn't even as much of an outrage of Ezra Miller being in the flat. Like it wasn't even as big of an outrage. And Ezra Miller did way worse. I'm sorry. So, like, he did. I honestly don't really give a crap what two multimillionaires that will are going to be okay really do with their lives. And they're going to make money no matter what. Warner Brothers is going to make money whether you, you individually see it or not. Um, well, here, here's, my, <clears throat> here's my take on Amber Heard. Is, uh, with the whole thing that happened, you know, everyone made a big deal about her taking a shit on Johnny Depp's pillow. Let me tell you something, though. When I saw the last two Pirates of the Caribbean movies, I wanted to take a shit on his pillow, too. Because those movies fucking sucked. I hated those movies. Um, I don't really care that much about what they did or what their court... Like, I didn't follow their court case at all. Uh, I think it was a lot of Hollywood theater. I don't think it was... Or court theater, whatever you want to call it. I don't think it was that extreme of a thing. Nothing's on accident. No. And... Really, when you watch the movie, she has very minimal screen time, too. I think Not that much. She had, like, maybe five lines in the whole movie. Like, she showed up in a few scenes, but, like, there was really not much of her in it. Um, and we'll save that when we go more in-depth with our uh, thing. It looks like we're boring Sam a little bit. No, you're fine. <laughs> I'm just... Uh, I'm 
worried about the contradictions here. We don't care about what millionaires do in their private lives, but we care about Ezra Miller and what he does, but we don't care about what, you know, I, I'm just, just wondering where we draw the line. Do we draw it with kids or what? Because I, I get not caring about abuse in a relationship between millionaires, but there does come a point where you have to put your foot down and go, look, Hollywood, you can't let this stuff keep getting by. You've been letting it get by for a hundred years now. At what point are we going to say, no, we don't care. Or we're, we're not going to give you money for this anymore. Not going to give you money for supporting abusiveness and people just hurting other people for the sake of, Hey, I'm rich enough. Nobody's really going to do anything. Yeah. Well, but did Johnny Depp press charges. That's their business. Yeah. That's not my business. No, I agree. That's 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 up in DC. Like, whatever. <laughs> Ezra Miller, that's a different story. No, absolutely not. That movie should not have come out. Mm-hmm. I'm totally on board with that. Ezra Miller screwed up with uh, like was brainwashing some teenager and uh, sexually uh, abusing her in some way, or I don't know. There was some crazy crap going on with her. That absolutely should not have happened. Um, and I do not support that as far as the Amber Heard, Johnny Depp thing, like that was just a toxic relationship and Johnny Depp is complicit, complicit in that relationship. Yeah. Well, and I think the, one of the big differences between the two situations, um, Ezra Miller used his money and power and influence as like a, as a star, as a Hollywood star to do the things that he did versus Amber Heard and Johnny Depp were just in, they were like you said, toxic relationship. And it's like, you know, how many of those toxic relationships are there every day? Um, But neither of them were using their money or influence or anything to do harm to anybody else. And I think that that's exactly what we're talking about here is the way you look at it. Uh, Ezra Miller is a public figure and he used that status to groom young girls. And that was a big problem. And punching uh, uh, women in bars and throwing... Breaking into someone's house. He did a yeah. very destructive behavior. Like, he is... I know that he's going through all kinds of, like, therapy and counseling and stuff. At least as far as we know. I think that we won't see him again as The Flash anyways. Um, I'm pretty sure yeah, I, they're I, done I with it. I'm pretty sure that they're done with uh, they're done with him and just about everybody else from the original DCU at this point. Minus... Uh, uh, Peacemaker, Amanda Waller, and a handful of others. But um, that is confusing. It is. So no. and I have a theory, though. I'm, I'm having a theory about this. I was thinking about it for a little while and what direction the DD was going. Um, and so I've come to a point where I'm like, okay, you've got Peacemaker, Amanda Waller. They're all canon, but they were all in that DCU. But then you've got Superman Legacy, which is technically the kickoff to uh, the new DCU. Um, and I look at that word legacy and it's like, okay, how are they doing this? They're tying it in somehow into this. And are they going to go with the new 52 uh, story where the first Superman that we're reading about in the comics after they launched the new 52 uh, ends up turning, it turns out to be a clone at the end of it. Sorry, spoilers for those who haven't read him yet, but he ends up being a clone and they find out the real Clark Kent is living in Smallville on a farm with lot uh, with Lois Lane. Uh, and it's like a big secret. And then he comes back as Superman are they going to do something like that? Try to just force out Henry Cavill's, but what do they do with all the others? And I have a hard time seeing anybody else being Aquaman at this point. As long as they do the court of owls. 
I would love to see the Court of Owls. I hope that's the direction they go with Batman. That is, and the Court of Owls was a fairly newer villain, from what I understand. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see Hush too. Hush, yeah, really Hush good. is good. No, did you guys watch the uh, the Hush cartoon? The uh, it was a movie. The movie, yeah, it was a movie. Yeah, yeah. it was really good. <clears throat> yeah, except they changed his origins, and it ended up being the Riddler who was Hush. Right. But that also makes sense because it's supposed to be a mystery who this guy is. So I was completely fine with them making it the Riddler in that instance because you're not supposed to know who Hush is. So anybody that came into it thinking they knew who it was at the beginning of the movie was wrong. And yeah, I, I that's one of the few times where I'm completely fine with them changing the source material because it works. Well, originally it was the it was um, Bruce Wayne's friend. It was his close friend who yep. ended up becoming Hush. I forget his name, um, <laughs> but he was originally that. I thought the cartoon they did was very good, though. Um, I love a lot of DC animated. I think that those are some of the best movies, uh, movies and shows that they're doing is the DC animated. Yeah. Um, they just had a couple of new ones come out too recently that I gotta watch. Oh, they're doing uh, is it Final Crisis? I don't know. I just watched one that they just came out with, and it was boring me. Which one? What was the one that they just came out with that was on Max? Was it the two-parter? I don't know. It was boring as heck. Maybe maybe I just wasn't in the mood, but I couldn't watch it. There was one coming out that I wanted to watch. I'll have to look into it. I think it was like, I think it was Final Crisis, I want to say. But yeah, I don't know. But the... uh, But anyway. Yeah. Back to to Aquaman. I just think uh, it's just all agenda right now because I'm watching like... I know the difference when I, with my critics that I watch, and I know the ones that actually like are unbiased, and I know the ones that are biased, and the ones that are unbiased are saying, hey, it's a pretty good movie, and the ones that I know that are biased are saying it's forgettable or it's bad. So um, the only- and I can definitely tell the difference. And I try to be unbiased, and I went in kind of thinking it was going to be bad because of the reviews I watched, and I, I know we're not talking about that right now. But I actually really, really liked it. Yeah, I really liked it, too. I would say if there was any complaint I had, is that the movie felt like it was a little bit rushed. Um, they had a lot of moving parts to it. That's probably about the only complaint I had. The action was good. There's a couple of plot holes I noticed as they went through, but you're just always going to have those in movies. No matter what you do, I'm not being nitpicky about it. Uh, I thought the movie itself, though, overall held together really well. I love seeing Aquaman and uh, Patrick Wilson, or sorry, Jason Momoa. I, and I love Ocean Master. Ocean Master was the best character in the in the movie. The best part, and this is like kind. Of, this is not really spoilery. The best part, though, is when he's trying to run because he doesn't know yes. how. He's because he because it's literally a fish out of water. Yeah, it was literally a fish out of water thing he's, going. He's on. basically and, doing the Naruto he, run because he doesn't know how to move his like, arms. But it was literally. Because it had like a, a Thor Loki thing going on, except he wasn't so much Loki because Loki's still kind of an anti-hero. By the way, references Loki. Um, yeah, but like he the the character building with Ocean Master was great. It was fantastic, and he was my favorite character in it. And it was so surprising; I was not expecting it. No. I wasn't even expecting him to be in the movie. And he just ended up being a pleasant surprise because I didn't really give a shit about him in the first movie. Patrick Wilson. I thought Black Manta was going to be my favorite character. 
And I didn't give a shit about him in this movie. Patrick Wilson was a, uh, he is a phenomenal actor. Um, Mm -hmm. I love him in everything he's in. The Insidious uh, trilogy is good. The, uh, what was the other one he's been doing? The other horror one, drawing a blank, Conjuring. The Conjuring universe, he was great. And these are all James Wan movies, too. Of yeah, course. but I don't get on board with the Conjuring because uh, the people that they're based on are actually con artists. Uh, they actually kept a, a sex slave. No, they're con artists too, and they they are con con artists. Yeah, so I don't support those movies. If you look at them from a certain point, of view, I mean, even the uh, the first Conjuring movie, when you watch it, it's not accurate at all. Um, I've seen interviews with like the children from that family. When they were talking about like, oh yeah, they came in, they started doing a seance, and then they left. They were like, they were in the house for a total of five minutes. Like, what's that? There's a documentary. There's there's a newer documentary on Netflix about uh. There's this kid that was uh possessed. You should watch it. And they had those guys come in, and um, and the first half of the movie was like. Oh no, he's possessed, and they and they're like, "Oh, it ruined our lives." And the second half of the movie was like, "It's all bullshit." Yeah, and and they totally tore it apart. I love that stuff, you know. And I like the you know the demonologist movies and things like that. I like them more when they're when they're complete when they're complete fiction, not based on a true story. I think the stories end up being much better, and you get less disappointed after you read the real story because um, mm-hmm. there are no real stories. But Maiden. I I very much. That's that's one of my favorite stories about Harry Houdini is I don't know if y'all know this story. So we all know who Harry Houdini is. He, uh, he after his mom died, he went to a seance because that was the big thing to do back in those times. Went to a seance and the person running the seance was answering the, these questions. And Houdini realized that it was just all bullshit. And he spent the rest of his days um Proving that seances, speaking with the dead, and all that stuff was complete lies and made up bullshit. And that that was my favorite thing about Houdini when I learned that. <laughs> well, and the other thing, the other thing with that is he told his wife he gave her a secret um, passphrase. I don't remember mm-hmm. what it was. Gave her a secret passphrase. Says like, and he says, "We're going to test this." He's like, "When I die, I want you to go to a seance, and this is the word. If I say this word, it's me." And yep. she would go to seance, seance and be like, that's not him. So he was still doing that even after death. Yep. I love that. Um, nice. Yeah. I think we touched on Aquaman enough, though. I, You know, we're going to do a more spoilery review after this. But I liked it. I don't know if you have any final thoughts. Um, yeah. I Like, drop the agenda. I think support Aquaman. It actually was really good. It was fun. It was funny. It was an adventure. It was a great experience. And if you know anything about me, I just enjoy a movie that's a good experience. And I just felt like this was a good, fun movie. I did cringe because I don't like Amber Heard. I know I talk like I don't give a shit what millionaires do, but like I don't like Amber Heard. Like I absolutely loathe the woman. But like every time she was on screen, I cringed. Um, but it's not going to keep me from like enjoying DC movies. I'm a Marvel guy, but I do love DC. I am going, I like plan on getting a Superman tattoo on my chest. Like I love DC. Um, don't let Amber Heard keep you from watching a good movie and don't let stupid people with agendas 
uh, tell you how to enjoy that, what, what to enjoy. She has less than five minutes of screen time. So if that's your reason for not watching that movie, close your eyes for five minutes and you're fine. So and Bubba Fett's always in it. Yeah. It's more and more to more Morrison. Yeah. Um, did, did we get Aqualad in this movie or no? We did not. Ah, no Aqualad. It's too bad. Spoiler. Um, but yeah, no, there's no Aqualad. Uh, then that's why I'm not going to watch it. Technically, there was no Aqualad. Um, he does have a son, which is not spoilery. It's in the trailer. He has a son. Ah. So, uh, but he's a baby. Um, but yeah, no, Aquaman, fantastic movie. I really liked it. Uh, I love that Aquaman has been such a strong contender for DC. Uh, one of the best characters they've had. Mm-hmm. Jason Momoa has done it right. Um, I've always liked Aquaman as a character. People have always talked shit about him which is like completely ridiculous because he has some of the best comic books, the best entrances, everything. Like even the new 52, like when he shows up with the, uh, the rest of the Justice League is already fighting. He shows up with a giant shark that comes out of the water and eats a bunch of parody. Yeah. And he's like, that. okay, so who's in charge here? I vote me. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and they actually, they, are, they actually make a joke about that. How like they always say I'm lame. Yeah. in the movie. Yeah, they do. They made a few. Uh, they made a few jokes about that, um, but then, like you know, that's it's another thing when you. Uh, so, for anybody listening that doesn't know me, I'm not a big fan of the Big Bang Theory. It has its moments. Me and Rick disagree on this one. He really likes the show. I don't like it. They picked on Aquaman a lot, and I was like, I was like, okay, but like, if you're a real comic book nerd, you've read some of his like best work, and like you see how much of a badass he is. He will. He was the leader of the Justice League for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a on the cover of one of the comic books, he's throwing a polar bear at poachers. He throws a <laughs> polar bear. Like, that's badass. Like, it's so great. I think it's something like uh, he 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 has to be strong with how powerful his lungs are. Under like and, under like that far underwater. Yeah, yeah. And, and to be able to withstand the pressure of. Yeah, being that deep underwater, he's got to be able to withstand right. all this other stuff. Yeah, no, he's he's yeah. a great character. I, I've always loved him too. Um, no, I, I don't understand the hate. I do kind of. Um, Peacemaker made a really fun point against him, but um. yeah. <laughs> that was great. That was a great scene. That was a great way to end the end the season. Um, but I think some of the hate that he ended up getting to was from the. Uh, I think it was like the. Oh, God, what was it? The Justice Friends or something? I can't even think off the top of my head. Oh, I was going to mention the uh, the uh, Super Friends. Super Friends, thank you. Uh, I always like I always like uh, uh, Aquaman on the seahorse too. Yeah, because yeah. it brings me back to Super Friends. Uh, yes, Super Friends. When I was watching Super Friends on Cartoon Network as a kid, he's always on the seahorse, and you get to see him on a seahorse in this movie. Nice. Yeah, and and I think that that show is what kind of gave him that reputation of being kind of like you know sissy i guess i want to say you know but uh just like kind of the way he was in that show but yes that was a huge callback where him riding the seahorse and everything yeah and that I, was awesome i think this was a movie that just was like we know what aquaman is let's have fun with it let's make let's let the audience have fun and they did 100 percent. nice uh me and my wife walked out of it we both liked it. yeah my wife did too she really she really enjoyed it yeah well, easy watch i will watch it when it comes to max then Probably a good way to watch it too. If you're a big DC fan or a big like you know uh, comic book movie fan, you'll really like it. 
I recommend to see it in theaters. If you're kind of on the fence and like, yeah, they don't really do anything for me, you're probably good waiting for it to come on streaming. But uh, overall, it's a it's a pick from us. We like it. <clears throat> so I think now it's time to start talking about our best of 2023. What are we starting with? Well, first, we got to go over what our metrics are as best. How how are we deciding best? I it's our favorite. I think it's individual. Just whichever one tickled your fancy during the uh, during the year. Perfect. So anybody that has a problem with what we say is best, go hmm, spend some time in the bathroom by yourself with the lights off. Um, <laughs> we 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 decide what we think is best, and if you don't like it. Hey, give us a reason why. Put that down in the comments, why we're dumb. Because what we think is best is not what you think is best. Me, Rick, and Sam, these are our, these are, again, these are our picks. Just what we like the most. We're going to probably disagree with each other on some of these, but uh, yeah. I, you know, if it's someone you hear that you're like, hey, I was interested in that, we're going to talk about each one a little bit in depth. So you'll have uh, a little bit of an idea of what they are. If you want to go watch it, you know, go watch it. If not, cool too. We don't care. We're just letting you know what we thought was the best of this year, which, let's be honest, 2023 was not a great year for uh, yeah, for anything. really wasn't. I actually, <clears throat> after looking into it a little more, I actually found some stuff. At first, it was a little hard, but that's what she said. That is what she said. Mm-hmm. Well, I'll tell you what then, Rick. Uh, why don't you kick us off with uh, Best Movies? All right. Well, I got my best movie, and it looks like me and Adam agree on this. Uh, I got my best movie, and then I got I, I picked out best, and then I picked out runner up two runner ups for each. Um, so I, it looks like me and Adam agreed on this. By far, best of all time for anything ever in the history of anything is always going to be Evil Dead, and Evil Dead Rise for me was the best movie of the year. Um, it didn't have the horror comedy aspect of the other Evil Deads, but still, it had a lot of great callbacks to the rest of the Evil Dead. Um, from the beginning, I just got psyched um, at the campground, um, seeing the girl just floating in the air. I was just like, hell yeah, I'm in for this. And then watching the kids freaked out, just confused, watching their mother just, like, slowly torturing them. Um, and the, the who was that woman that played the mom? She had looked like she was having such a fun time playing a deadite throughout that whole movie. And She was amazing. She was amazing. She was, it was so much fun. And then um, it was kind of cool how they connected all the evil deads together even what was supposed to be the reboot but i guess it's not really a reboot anymore um with the three uh three necronomicons and then there was just it just ended up being just like just a blood just so much satisfying blood like just the one of the bloodiest movies i've ever seen just like blood everywhere it was a Alyssa sutherland that was her name Alyssa sutherland and it all took place in this apartment building. Yep. Um, it was a true survival horror. That's what was so it great was about it. It was survival horror. And then, like, at the end, where, like, <laughs> everything was just mushed together into this one monster. And then you got the call back to the chainsaw, and um, which you, you just got to have a chainsaw in an Evil Dead movie. Requirement. Um, and it was just, just for me, 
I was just so satisfied at the end. You just look around and you just see the blood everywhere. And it's like, okay, job's done. It was just like, it was just like, it, it was just, it was just a satisfying movie for me. And I was actually worried about it beforehand. I was just like, who is this guy doing this movie? They can't do a good job. And, and at the end of it, I was like, I'm very satisfied. And I haven't watched it a second time, but I feel like I need to still. Um, which I'm probably going to very soon. What do you think, Adam? Yeah, um, I 100% agree with you. This was the best movie that came out in 2023 uh, in my eyes. I watched it at home one night. Uh, was just like, okay, I'm ready to watch this. I was super excited. There's a lot of fan theories going around about different things, the three Necronomicons, um, the recording with uh, Bruce Campbell's voice on it, just, you know, stating, hey, you can't, you know, you can't do that. You'll kill us all. Uh, you know, leading people to be like, okay, Ash is still continuing his adventures. He's back in time. He was trying to stop them from, you know, burying the book. Uh, but there's like so much rich lore with the Evil Dead. Um, and it was just so, so much fun to watch. Like, and it wasn't a complete reboot. It was just another thing that happened in the Evil Dead universe. And again, the violence, like you said, was great. They had kind of some of the gross out gore stuff, but it's still kind of comedic at times. Yes, the mother who was possessed, um, who was a deadite, she was so freaking good in that movie. Like, watching the trailer, I got shivers. From. Watching the actual movie, I was like, I am legitimately uncomfortable watching her and how she kids, her sister. Uh, and it was them, tr like, barricaded in an apartment trying to survive. Um, you're right, the chainsaw, hell yeah. Can't be an Evil Dead movie if you don't end with a good chainsaw. Um but I absolutely loved it. I thought the scares were good. It wasn't like jump out scares either. It was like, oh, we're going to make you feel a little uncomfortable about what's happening. Like they did a good job with the buildup. They did a good job using the cliches to the best of their ability where the movie was fun. It was scary. It was fun. It was everything you wanted. Um, so yeah, a hundred percent. We agree. That is the best one. Um, I don't really have much else to say about that. Cause I don't want to spoil anything, but if you haven't seen that movie and you like horror, Go watch that movie. It's fantastic. You will not be disappointed. And then I just want to throw out my runners-up. Uh, Haunted Mansion, for whatever reason, the critics gave it bad reviews. Uh, the audience gave it good reviews. I thought that was fun. I thought it was a great cast. Um, I forgot the main guy's name. Um, but I thought it was a really fun movie. If you haven't seen that, it's probably on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Danny DeVito, who I always say is God. Uh, I, I just huge Danny DeVito fan. Just like, I'll just watch everything Danny DeVito from Twins on Alt. And then uh, Aquaman made it to my list. Like, I just really like that movie. And uh, Sam? All right. So, um, as I was going through trying to figure out what my number one movie of the year was, um, I just kept coming back to Dungeons and Dragons, Honor Among Thieves. Um, did y'all see this movie? I didn't. I want to watch that. I I haven't seen it though. So it, it it played so much like a short Dungeons and Dragons campaign. Um from the party just all getting focused on some minor background character that has nothing to do with the plot of the story. It that that really touched my dungeon master heart. Um where you've got a character named Jonathan because the party asked, Oh, Hey, what's that guy's name? That, that guy back there, what's his name? And the dungeon master just has no idea. And he's like, eh, Jonathan. 
They're like, oh, we got to have Jonathan here. Come on, Jonathan, Jonathan, come on. And then the, uh, <laughs> all of them being in the underdark and the intellect devourers walking past them and the intellect devourers not paying any attention to the party whatsoever, saying these people don't have an intellect to eat. Um, it was just a fun movie. Um, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I like where, in my opinion, you can make another D and D movie and you don't have to have any of the same cast. You can maybe have one person coming over. Um, and I, I think that's a great way to, to start a franchise if that's what they want to do, or if not leave it as a one and done thing. But I think there's a lot of room for them to make more D and D movies, uh, in the future. And I, I think it can be just as fun, if not more fun as they, you know, get a little bit bigger budget. Well, follow-up question to that, though. Um, do you have to have some familiarity with D&D to really get the movie? No. No, no okay. not at all. You, it will help your enjoyment of it to know stuff about uh-huh. it, but you can watch it and not really know anything about it. And then- Let me follow up with that. I watched it before I played Boulder's Gate, so plenty of people have asked me to do drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody has ever asked Recently? me to do, play Dungeons and Dragons. I feel like if uh, people would have asked me to play Dungeons and Dragons, I would have had my shit together a lot sooner in life. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, so beforehand, like I watched it, it was pretty good. You know, uh, I like Chris Pine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, I didn't. I didn't understand what all the you know tiefling and all that. I didn't understand what all the you know. I, I didn't really get it. I watched it, uh, you know, I, pl- I pl- did my playthrough of Boulder's Gate and everything, and then I watched it, and I'm like, oh, the Underdark, I know that. Oh, I know that character, I know that, you yep. know? So, like, I got into it after I played Boulder's Gate and everything, so I did enjoy it a little bit more after I kind of knew about Dungeons & Dragons. Yeah. So you do get more enjoyment out of it after you after you have familiar familiarity with it. Okay, now... Real quick, because I, I think I answered the question wrong when you asked, have I seen Dungeons & Dragons? I did see Dungeons & Dragons back in 2000. The old one? Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, that one. Oh. The one with Marlon Wayans? Was yeah. it Marlon Wayans? Yeah, oh. it was Marlon Wayans. Was the, wasn't there... Oh, what's the old one? Jer- Who's the, old, the white dude? Jeremy Irons. Oh, sorry. Justin Whalen was his name. Jeremy Irons was in that movie. Low point, probably for his career. <laughs> yes, I'd say definitely. That movie was so bad, so bad. What, what year was that out? Uh, two thousand. Two thousand. Okay, so here's how I know Justin Whalen. He was Andy Barclay in Child's Play. Justin Whalen. That's who. <laughs> Jeremy Irons was in that. Okay. Oh uh, yeah, I remember that, and I remember that was terrible. And I was just it like, was bad. oh my God, Justin Wallen. I know. I So I remember watching that movie. And yeah, not, it was a child play three, yeah. Not really knowing much about Dungeons and Dragons. I still don't really know much about Dungeons and Dragons. He was a serial mom. That's why I know. That was a bad one. <laughs> um, but not not really knowing much about Dungeons and Dragons. I watched the one in 2000. I'm like, oh, this looks good. And it was it was not. Like, when Rick was talking about Super Mario Brothers, um, like two or three podcasts ago, he was talking about how he was a child and didn't understand how to critique movies. <laughs> this was my Super Mario Brothers. I watched that movie and I was like, what the fuck did I just watch? I was like, this is fucking terrible. I'm like, I don't even know. Sh-. Like, I was 
like, let's see, you're 2000. I was 14. Mm-hmm. I was 14 years old. And I was like, I was like, this is just bad. Like, this is like right up my alley. Cause I was a, you know, I was playing MMOs. I was doing like world of Warcraft. I was doing those things. This should be right up my alley. And I watched it and I was like, this is fucking terrible. Like I could have probably written a better movie when I was 14 years old than what I saw. Yeah. Um, so real quick, going back to honor among thieves, if you want to have some fun and you got a little bit of time to waste, look up the interviews for Hugh Grant on this movie because people are asking him D&D questions and he's like, I I don't know. I'm just in the movie. He's like, it's a paycheck. I, I'm just an actor. I don't have any clue anything about what you're saying. <laughs> and it was some of the funniest interviews I've ever seen. And like, I'll be the first to admit it's not one of the greatest movies of all time. But it was a fun movie. It was a movie that I had a lot of fun watching this year, and it's just the one that I kept going back to. Yeah. Well, and I've got one honorable mention myself, which is uh, Blue Beetle. Um, and I'm giving that one mention because I really liked that movie. I thought they did it so well, and I was excited to finally see them do a minority superhero well. Not like taking a superhero and making them you know, play by a minority actor. No, they took a minority superhero that I absolutely love from the comics, the cartoons, um, and like brought him to life. And the movie was fun. It was engaging. It was exciting. I really liked that movie. And I would put that one probably as my number two, uh, with Aquaman being the close third. Like, be really, Blue Beetle and Aquaman could be interchangeable. I think Aquaman's significantly better. Do you? Blue, Be- Blue Beetle's okay. But um, I don't know. I, I think Aquaman. Because Blue Beetle's just a just a another origin story. Here's a kid, he's got powers, I don't want my powers kind of thing going on. It's just it just seems like it's been done before. Yeah. Aquaman's I don't have to do this origin story again. Yeah. Like <laughs> Yeah. Well it's like it's characters I know. Right. Well and I liked again, I really liked Blue Beetle. Uh I just thought it was a really good movie. It had a lot of heart. You know, I like the family dynamic in there. Uh, there are parts where it was a little campy, but overall, like, I just thought the movie was great. Um, and I can't pronounce his name, but Zolo was a, or Cholo was a good, uh, you know, great actor in that movie. Cholo was a great actor. Love him in uh, Cobra Kai. But I thought it was, I thought it was a really good movie. It probably is my number two. Here. And I don't know if that says what I've been really watching because I didn't, I don't think I watched a lot of the 23 movies. I don't think there was a lot that came out that I was too excited. There wasn't to see. that many good movies, though. But but I found a couple. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty twenty four looks like it's going to be a better year. Yeah. But, definitely. Uh, cool. Ready to move on to TV shows? Sure. All right. Who started the last one? Rick started the last. One. I did. All right. I'll start this one. Um. So my pick for best TV show this uh, for twenty twenty three is Monarch. Um. I think all of us have seen it. I don't know, Rick. Are you caught up yet? I'm on episode seven. Okay, so I'm just about caught up. That's the one I just finished. Uh, I think eight came out yes yesterday. Um, but Monarch Legacy of Monsters. If you're not familiar with what that is, it is the origin story of the government organization that tracks Godzilla. Um, it ties into the Godzilla monster verse that they've had going. It's a lot of fun to watch. Uh, Kurt Russell's in it. Um, 
a younger version of him is played by his son, Wyatt Russell. Uh, there's a few kids. I don't even know their names off the top of my head because they're the most uninteresting part of the story. But um, overall, the show itself is really good, just kind of tying things in. John Goodman makes an appearance in the first episode um, from when he was on Skull Island. Uh, it, it is, it's a lot of fun and I've seen a lot more Godzilla than I was expecting to see in the show. Um, I was like, okay, they're going to use Monarch and stuff. They're going to explore other monsters because, you know, Godzilla, um, I would imagine they would be probably pretty picky with the screen, uh, screen time there, but they did actually quite a bit so far with him, but seeing some of these other monsters has been, uh, very fun. Me and Sam were talking about the ice monster last week. That one was badass. Uh, it's just a monster that sucks all the heat out of you, mm-hmm. freezes you to death. And that one was pretty cool. Um, there's been a few others. I think the way they play out the story is really good. There's a lot of like kind of subterfuge going on, deals being made. Um, there's a tie into Apex from the Godzilla vs. Kong movie. Um, so they kind of show the origin of that. That's a lot of it is really cool. Um, that we're kind of like figuring this stuff out and learning about the different about the organization uh-huh. but overall it's just been kind of a fun show it i is. enjoy it a lot yeah i'm i'm really enjoying it as well i think my favorite uh appearance of godzilla is when he just shows up in the desert and looks at everybody mm-hmm. and is like why the fuck do you wake me up from my nap and he just walks away <laughs> basically he just <laughs> takes off they're like okay bye yeah that was that was perfect <laughs> yeah well, the three kids are looking for their dad. Oh, sorry, two of them are looking for their dad. Their brother, half brother, half sister, and then their friend May, who's following them around too. She's like a computer hacker because oh, gosh, what's the TV so show about a computer hacker? I don't like her either. Oh, I don't. May. Yes, I was kind of like in one episode, I was like, oh, finally we've gotten rid of her, and then I was like, ah, of course. But <laughs> she's of course like the computer hacker, where like you know, like every TV show and movie does where they hit like three keys on their keyboard and somehow they break in a NASA. Like it's like, like this is kind of ridiculous. And if you have any kind of computer science knowledge, you know, that's not how it works. Um, But the, the three kids kind of looking for their dad or whatever, like, you know, that's kind of uh, how they team up with Kurt Russell. Who's trying to um, do, we don't know exactly what he's up to yet. Well, he's trying to help Godzilla. He's trying. I like how, like, He's like, I'm trying to help them. They're like, you're a psycho. And like, I just like, and there's always, there's always that character too. That's like wanting to like, um, help Godzilla flourish. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, um, then there's people that think Godzilla is evil. And I guess I'd like to explore the psychology behind that a little more. Because I don't know if that really gets explored a lot. Yeah. Well, and it's like in the first one, first Godzilla movie they did in 2014, um, after the battle in San Francisco, and he's leaving. And on the screen, it shows up Godzilla, Savior, or uh, Destroyer. So, like, right. it was like, it's always a question, like, is Godzilla our protector, or is he going to ultimately be our destruction? And, of course, Godzilla being a uh, an analogy for nuclear war, it's interesting to like kind of like play with that a little bit. Um, right. But, I, but like, why can't he explain that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, he's just like, eh. <laughs> yeah. Like, they're, they're, he's just like, 
whatever. Like, right. he just runs away. I think we'll find out. I think we're going to find out soon because he's up to something up in the Arctic. We saw that as the cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, we're going to find out probably what he's really up to. And because when he started the program with his two friends, uh, you know, way back in the 50s, you know, they were kind of doing this as like, let's find the monsters so we can prevent, you know, stuff from happening. Let's prevent, you know, a G-Day type thing. Um, and I think they sympathized with the monsters. They thought they were beautiful. They wanted to work with them. And I'm sure there was something that happened with Godzilla in there somewhere where he's like, hey, we know he's our protector. And I think that we're going to find some of that out soon and find out the other monsters are there to wreak havoc. Well, and I wish they'd, I'd, they'd have an appearance from Kong, too. Yes. What what happens? What happens when you remove an apex predator from a landscape? It's never anything good. We have been the the United States has been trying to reintroduce wolves all over for the last I don't know ESA. So yeah, it's it's never never anything good. So yeah, I mean keep keep Godzilla around. He's a good guy, kind I mean, of what's, when what's he's not the, destroying uh, things. But you know what's the yeah. Japanese girl's name? Who her? Not not Jeff. She's American, but uh, his daughter. Oh, oh, I I know Kay. Kay's. The I know. I'm trying to She's got. She's got such PTSD. Kate. Yeah, Kate is. Kate, Kate. Yeah. She's got such PTSD, but she's trying to figure out what's going on. Well, she's and she hasn't had a chance to really talk to her dad. No. Yeah. And so she's trying to figure out this puzzle. So my so I guess. And so, and her brother, her new brother, also doesn't really know what's going on. So that's where that's where I'm kind of getting at. Like, I don't think they understand the magnitude of this, but they're really they're just trying to find their dad. Mm-hmm. Well, I I love that Kate is trying to salute up with uh, her brother's uh, girlfriend. Yeah. It's like, yeah. oh man, like the weird love triangle thing that's going on. I don't know if it's a love triangle. What? It, Love tents because the brother and sister aren't, so it's like a love tent. I don't know. It's weird. Uh, weird. Weird. I've been drinking. I don't know. Love Eiffel Tower sounds like the right thing. The Love Eiffel Tower. Like, and I, I like know. how weird stuff. I like how uh, I, I don't know. Maybe this is getting a little spoilery too. I like how uh, I like how when the moms find out that there's like two women, they're just like they there's like literally almost no reaction. Yeah. <laughs> He's, he was a good man to me, so hey, it's all right. Yeah. Well, um, her uh, her mom's pissed off, yeah, but she's passive aggressive about it. <laughs> the other, his mom is like, "Oh, okay, that's nice." She's like, "We're the primary. It is what it is." No, but they all think he's dead too. So, like, I mean, don't give a shit. Um, but overall, it's a, it is a good show. I'm very much enjoying it. I can't wait to see how it ends here in the next couple of weeks. Um, and then hopefully they'll do more uh, because. I'm wondering like how the season's going to end. So if you're this whole show takes place, or most of it, sorry, takes place in 2015. That's present day for them, which yeah, is, which is a right. So when it's uh, about a year after the Godzilla um, battle over in San Francisco. So it's prior to Godzilla King of the monsters. It's prior to Godzilla vs Kong. Um, Obviously, Kong Skull Island happened in the seven sixties or seventies. It was after Vietnam. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so playing with the timelines a little bit, it is kind of fun to kind of get more of the lore, more of the experience there. 
I think I've said enough about uh, Monarch, though. I do love the show. It is my top pick. So I think Sam goes next. Um, my top pick of 2023 is currently still ongoing. It is Reacher. Um, can't say enough good things. Can't say enough good things about it. Um, it's just a fantastic, fantastic show. Um, <clears throat> let's see. I mean, I, I like the first season. I like the first season. I haven't seen the second one yet. No, so what well, I, second one's so good, good so far. Yeah, what I will say is, compared to the first season, holy cow, Alan Richardson is huge in this second season. Oh yeah, he's ripped. He is. He got bigger. Freaking massive. He's ripped. ripped. Like holy. I didn't, crap. I didn't know he's he cut. could get bigger. He's cut. He's cut. Dude. I don't know if he's bigger, but he's cut. Yeah. See, he he looks bigger because he's cut. And I'm going to let you finish talking about Reacher, but I want to go back to his career at the end of this. Yeah. Because he is awesome. Yes, he is. Um, no, and I heard him talking on uh, uh, Inside of You with Michael Rosenbaum about the second season of Reacher um, and uh, the issues he's had with uh, mental health in the past um, and basically how he got into the shape he's in in this second season. And it was just fantastic. Um, I love the way they're going with this season. They have done a good job of making me second guess where I'm thinking it's going so far. Um, and it's just, it's nice. You kind of get some of the Reacher origin story with it too, which is pretty, pretty fun, pretty entertaining. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm a big fan. I'm looking forward to watching the rest of it when it's released. Um, currently ongoing on Amazon Prime. Uh, if you have any interest in watching a big, strong, sexy man punch people and kick a car and set off a uh, uh, <laughs> uh, the airbag on a car just by kicking it, watch Reacher. I'm not going to lie. I'm straight as an arrow, but I would. <laughs> um, <laughs> yep. <laughs> I would. <laughs> and... Um, but like they do like the thing is he he gets pulled he he gets pulled into these things uh-huh um into these mysteries and stuff like that but like he describes himself as pretty much a hobo yeah um he's a retired MP military MP and I don't know how an MP has all these skills but he does but like I just want a season of him just being a hobo <laughs> just just walking around accidentally running into like some criminal going oh shit i gotta do this again he's, he's <laughs> not an mp he's a special investigator right so you're but he's an mp yeah. okay yeah so wait so what you're saying is you want to see uh a new kung fu movie or sorry kung fu tv show starring alan richardson as reacher that's essentially what he, that's what the first season was <laughs> It was, wasn't it? He just he just showed up, it and was. then like there was a murder, and and he's like, and they and they just arrest him, and then he's gonna, you know what I mean? He yeah. showed up, but that's, that's, he showed up because his brother was murdered, and they arrested him for his brother's murder. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, he sh- he showed up because that was the uh, town his, his brother uh, told him about blues artist was uh-huh. from or something. His brother told him to go there because uh, to look at the Lord, and then like he got there and then found out his brother was dead. In, like I think the third yeah. episode or something. Yep. But like, but he just, he just, he doesn't even want to like, he doesn't want a house. He doesn't want a home. He just mm-hmm. wants to like sleep in railroad carts and stuff like that. Like, but, I just want, uh, I just want a season of him doing that. My favorite. Just like, 
My favorite recurring thing in the show is anytime somebody's like, get in the car. He's just like, no. They're like, why won't you get in the car? Because he didn't ask nicely. Please get in the car. (laughs) And he gets in the car. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's my favorite recurring thing from this show. So we learned that Rick is okay with being fucked by a bum. (laughs) That's what we learned today. Mm -hmm. Him, Elton John, and Brian Urlacher. Oh gosh! Fair enough. One of them Rick's three sure picks. Would. <laughs> yeah, yeah. One of you have a shot. There is a shot there, and it's Erlacher. I like the first season of Reacher. It was really good. Alan Richson is uh, he again? He just has such a fantastic career. Like I've loved him in everything he's in. My favorite part that he's ever played was uh, Thag Castle in uh, uh, Blue Mountain State. Best great. character. I, like Rick talks about best care best characters like Aunt Bethany, him as Thad in Blue Mountain State was probably the best character I've ever seen. Like he is so goddamn funny, and if you've never seen Blue Mountain State, it's essentially about a football team that gets into all kinds of crazy things. They never play football in the show, I think, except the last episode of the show. Um, but it's kind of like if it's kind of like a TV show version of Animal House except about a football team instead of a fraternity. And it's so much fun. It's so ridiculous. It's so funny. It's it's like stomach hurting laughing when you watch that show. But he is by far the best part. Without him in that show, I don't know it would have been as good. Um, but you see him in that. And going back to Aquaman, he was Aquaman in Smallville. Yep. Um, that was probably the first time I was introduced to him. And now he wants to play Batman. And now he wants to play Batman. I think uh, that would be great casting. Jensen Ackles wants to play Batman. There's a couple of front runners right now, but uh, yeah, he was in that. I think he had a small part in the second Hunger Games movie. Um, there was something. Oh, he was in New Girl for an episode. He was the guy with the micro penis. Um, <laughs> it was that was a funny episode. That was a good one. Um, that's a funny show too. But he's had a he's had an outstanding career. Oh, and he was Raphael in uh, the Ninja Turtles movie, the Michael Bay one. And he has nothing good to say about filming that movie. Oh no! Holy, I cow. imagine not. And he, he did two of them. Yeah, he was like, they wouldn't even drive us back from shooting. We had to find our own rides back from shooting. He's like, I'm Raphael. I'm one of the main cast, and they wouldn't give me a ride back. Sounds about right for that movie. Although I would, I can't say that I absolutely hated those movies. I thought they were good for what they were. Uh uh-huh. I agree. Ninja Turtles is one of my favorite like cartoon series of all time. It's it, it is part of what made me as a little kid. Oh, absolutely! Uh, like, all of us. And yeah. Raphael is the best Ninja Turtle. <clears throat> yep, absolutely. Well, you know, there's always what I think. Whatever Ninja Turtle you pick as the your favorite or the best Ninja Turtle is a direct correlation to your personality too. Because mm-hmm. I could see Rick as Raphael. He's got kind of a short That's temper. He's true. <laughs> he's kind of aggressive. And I'm a loner. <laughs> see, and I always liked I always liked Leonardo. I always like you know I like that leadership aspect of things. I like taking charge of things. I like that one. Sam, I could see you as Raphael too. You look like you would go just fight somebody for no reason. I have. I mean. <laughs> Hypothetically, yes, I would. <laughs> Hypothetically, yes. No. Um, oh, there. 
I can't even I, I can't even say what it is. I don't remember, but there's a storyline where three of the four brothers die, and Michelangelo is the only one left alive, and he last Ronan. Yes. Oh my gosh, that's shit's so good. So I haven't good. read that one yet. I haven't I haven't read it, but I want I, to. I've seen little bits and pieces, snippets. I want to read that thing too because that looks yeah. so fantastic. Yeah, it definitely. I definitely want to read that at some point. It's on my to do list. I got um, the was it the first uh, first volume of Hellboy from my uh, brother in law for Christmas. So nice. I'm gonna be sitting down to read that one. Going through that, I think it's something like twenty five, thirty comments in one. So I'm really excited for that. Um, don't know where that came out of talking about comments like that. <laughs> Mark, it, so for, for uh, my. Favorite show of 2023. Uh, I like this so much. I did a review of it. Um, so me and Sam talked about Gremlins last week. Uh, so the Gremlins Secret of Mogwai. Secret of the Mogwai. Um, this came out earlier this year. I finished it up probably last week. It was an animated series. And it really was a origin story or kind of a prequel of gizmo and it really it was great because it told the origins of the gremlins it told the origins of the mogwai and it mixed it in with chinese mythology and i really love the animation i thought the animation was beautiful i thought the colors schemes especially when you um got to like the mythical creatures So you get to this part where there's uh, mythical creatures and stuff like that. Um, And all the colors and stuff were just mesmerizing. And I wasn't on drugs either. Um, And, um, but you really, it really explained why Gizmo was calm and all of like his, uh, like all the eggs that came off of him when he got wet why all those, why the other gremlins were uh, mischievous. It really explained that part really well. Um, so I definitely recommend that if you're a big fan of the gremlins. And then uh, my, um, I know you guys, you guys have anything else? I know you guys didn't see that. No, I'm a big fan of gremlins. I, I am going to watch it. And that's basically all I got to say. I got another. Okay. Um, my runner up was Scott Pilgrim takes off. Um, I'm just a big Scott Pilgrim fan. Got the comics, watched the movie like every year forever. Um, and it was just a new take on Scott Pilgrim. And then The Last of Us uh, season one. I can't say that enough. I've probably talked about that numerous times in this show so far. I haven't finished uh, Last of Us yet. I think I only made it to episode two. That's one that I keep forgetting that I want to go back to and finish. And I know I'm about to get to the part where Ron Swanson takes it in the butt, but I'm going to get through it. I'm going to get through it. I really, but here it is a great show at the end. I really did enjoy Last of Us. Um, I thought it was cool how they brought in Ashley Jenkins to play uh, Ellie's mom. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. And it, it was a good show. I liked it. I, yeah. And I know nothing about the video game, but for sure. Yeah, I enjoyed it. One of the greatest ever. One of the greatest video games you will ever play. Yeah. I think I got to get some artwork back on uh, the wall behind me. Hmm. Mark that, because I don't know. That was a random thought I just had. Cool. ADD. <laughs> um, 
Doctor told Sweet. me I got HD and I got eighty of them bitches. That was the name of the band in the rocker with uh, Dwight Schrute. Yep. Remember that yep. movie? Yeah, that was a funny movie. I watched that one in <laughs> Afghanistan <laughs> with Christina Applegate. Yeah, yeah, that was a good movie. I like that. <laughs> I was trying to think where I heard that band name. <laughs> <Yeah. before. laughs> that was that was a funny movie. I that one didn't get enough credit. I really like that one. I do have one runner-up TV show too um, that I finished watching. I think last week, which was uh, Twisted Metal. Yes, that's a good one. We have. I thought uh, Rick would put that one on there, but that was that one was really up there with Monarch, and I had a back and forth about which one I liked better. Um, Twisted Metal was fantastic. If you're a fan of the games, you'll really like it. It pays all the right homages, homages, it's homages. Um, but homage, 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 homage. Well, it was homage. It. It was a it was a funny show too. Like I wasn't expecting it to be as funny as it was, um, but uh, they they just did such a good job with the show. And I mean, they even at the end of it lead into the actual tournament that they're going to do. Uh, it was they all the actors in it were awesome. Um, I'm trying to remember. St- uh, Stephanie Beatrice was one, and the other one was I don't know why I'm drawing a blank on his. Anthony Mackey. Anthony Mackey. Thank you. Anthony Mackey. Samoa Joe. Will Arnett. Mm-hmm. Samoa Joe and Will Arnett did Sweet Tooth. And that was the best character in the show. Mm-hmm. Um, but Anthony... And I don't know much about Anthony Mackey beyond the Marvel Universe. I haven't seen him in much besides being uh, Falcon. Um, so I didn't really know much about like how he was as an actor. And then I watched Twisted Metal and I'm like, all right, he's up there now. He's up there for me. Because he did such a great job with the character, he was a lot of fun. The show overall is just a lot of fun. I really highly recommend watching it. It's on Peacock. Um, I don't have to say too much about it because it's just my runner-up, but it is a fantastic show. If you get a chance to watch it, it is so much fun. Yeah, I've been wanting to see uh, that. <laughs> yeah, watch it, man. It's it's really good and it's sweet. Good. Yeah, and uh, you'll recognize some of the characters if you played the games. And you don't have to play the games to enjoy the show at all. No, you don't like some of it is like it's more fun if you have, but uh, you don't have to play the games to really watch the show and just have fun with it. It's post-apocalyptic wasteland where there's people driving around in vehicles shooting at each other. It's such a good time. He's like a delivery driver. Yeah. And he's got to like, yeah, he's he's got to make it through certain places where there's gangs and stuff like that. And yeah, there's a highway patrol that's trying to take him down. And he gets like upgrades to his vehicle and stuff like that uh, as pay. Yep. And Nev Campbell was in it. Yeah, Nev Campbell is like the main. Uh, she's like a main badass. Like she's like, uh, yeah, she's kind she, of a bad guy. Yeah, she's a bad guy. Does. She's, she's she's she plays a really good asshole in this. She does. Nev Campbell has some good acting chops. Like you can never see Nev Campbell as a bad guy. I didn't even recognize really. that was her. Yeah, like Nef, that's that's one thing I never didn't even think of. Like Neff Campbell is usually like a goody two shoes. She was a pretty good bad guy in this. She was. I hope she gets more work after this. This was that she was great. Yeah. Does Axel come into the show or no? But I don't think so. No. Damn. No, but they did. Uh, they did um, tease him in the next season. Yeah. Sweet. Well, so they're going to be doing tournaments, so you'll probably see more of the characters. Yeah. 
Because that, that, yeah, that was always the one that made the least amount of sense to me. It's just a yeah. guy standing between two wheels holding him. I, I never yeah. made any sense, and I didn't understand how that could work. Like, shooting. I don't remember his story. Like, it just like the show like divulges into complete chaos in the last episode. Sweet. Basically, basically, season one is setting up for the tournament that's coming in season two. That's all I'll say about that. Um, but yeah, awesome show. You you know, if you watch it, you'll love it, guaranteed. Especially if you're into like the post apocalyptic wasteland battles, like Mad Max and stuff like that, you're gonna really enjoy. It. Yeah, but like, who didn't play <laughs> Twisted Metal when you were in the '90s? You know what I mean? Like, it was great. Twisted Metal, Black, Blaring, uh, uh, Rolling Stones. Yep. Twisted Metal Two, I think, was the one I played the most. That was they were such great games though, because I mean that's all it was. It was arena awesome. battle. Where is the Twisted Metal games, man? They got <laughs> they haven't made those. one in some while, huh? Oh my god, I would totally be playing that. Yeah. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm well, mark, uh, I'm gonna mark this. What? So Sam's gone. Mark. He's back. No, he's back. Something serious Hi, going on. <laughs> he had to. He had to go in a rush. All right. We want to move into uh, speaking of video games. Ready to move into video games? Yes, I yeah. still have my tw- my PSP. <laughs> there you go oh. holy shit twisted metal head on holy shit <laughs> nice holy shit if you can't if you're not watching this as a video then uh yeah sam just held up his little uh twisted metal psp game awesome <laughs> but oh, so sam you want to get into your video game which is probably pretty obvious of <laughs> 2023 because yeah. we talked about it in every episode yep <laughs> um, so I, I think uh, with that I don't have to spend a whole lot of time on it um, but game of the year for me is nobody can guess this I'm sure uh, Baldur's Gate 3 yeah no shit um, just everything I wanted out of the game not or coming into it not wanting not really ever wanting to play a turn based game um, never having been my type of thing uh, just fantastic game. It actually was a fully finished and completed game when it was released. Um, and they've continued to fix things and add things, and it's just fantastic game by a great studio. Um, I have nothing else to say about it that I haven't said already. Um, if you yeah. if you want me, I can go on for probably an hour or two on it, but I, I don't think anybody wants to hear that. I saw Which you probably listened to our last podcast. Me and Sam literally did. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to hear a full explanation, go to the last podcast and listen to that one. Yes. Hopefully again. Um, but I did see that was on uh, on sale the other day on Facebook. It was like, oh, on sale, 10% off. I went to go look at it and I was like, oh, it's only $53 versus $59. And I was like, <laughs> I still can't afford that. <clears throat> so but I'll get it should. eventually. You still should. No. I've got it. Expensive. I've got it marked on my wish list. I, I got it marked on my wish list on Steam. It's literally like if you want if you like action, if you like role playing, and if you like a full blown porn, this is your game. <laughs> I mean that it's sounds a, tempting. It's a mostly software porn. No. It's got everything. Oh no, I swear to God. Uh, <laughs> with what's her name? Minthara, whatever her name, dude, that was full blown porn. But you, I mean, yeah. But I'm sorry, I probably should yell so loud. Apparently, my daughter could hear everything I say in here. I, I, I said mostly. 
We'll see. Well, <laughs> fair enough. I mean, I will get it eventually, and I will play it probably when everybody it else is done reverse playing it. <laughs> No, man, when you when you get it and you want to play it, we will play that all together. Right on. Right on. Um, cool. I think, Rick, you can go next if you want. Yeah, the one I picked, because um, I played a couple of them, and um, I would have picked... Um, I would have picked Hogwarts Legacy if I didn't start playing this. And uh, I love RoboCop. Uh, I just forgot how much I love RoboCop until I started playing this. And it made me go back and watch RoboCop the other day. And I watched RoboCop. I'm like, I love RoboCop. And then I watched RoboCop 2. And then I was like, I love RoboCop 1. And uh, <laughs> real quick, they watched RoboCop though, 3, and you were like, I don't like RoboCop. <laughs> I was like, I like RoboCop 2. <laughs> Can we get a little counter on the screen of every, how many times Rick says RoboCop? <laughs> I think we can add that. that. And I'm always confusing RoboCop 2, like that kid's in it. And I remember watching it when I was, a little, when I was little, too. Like, that little kid, what's up with him? He's such a dick. Um, <laughs> And uh, and I was always I always had nightmares about Ed Two Hundred Nine when I was a kid too. I don't know why. Um, yeah, no idea why that would be. Robocop, because there's just a because he like killed things. Yeah. Um, but his greatest weakness is stairs. He <laughs> like, but he like killed himself all the time too. <laughs> That's a thing. I mean, it is quite the killing machine. Except again, if it gets to stairs, then it has a struggle. I just remember this one part where he just uh, shot bullet holes in people and it just stuck out to me. Um, But I think I was like five. Um, That was a fairly gory movie too. Yes. But uh, I'll buy that for a dollar. He shoots the rapist in the dick. Yes. (laughs) Yes. That's great. And you can do that in the game. That's the thing. This game plays such homage homage to... (laughs) To, to the to the movies, like even when he drives up the ramp, the, the <laughs> car hits uh, hits the bottom and the sparks fly up, just like in the movie. It's, um, it's homagi. You actually, you actually, Maggie. you actually go fighting through where Murphy was killed. Um, like so, the the game uh, takes place between <laughs> RoboCop two and three. Uh, you actually fight with Lewis and everything, um, but you feel like you're playing RoboCop, and it's actually a RoboCop role-playing game. You get to upgrade them and everything. Sweet. Um, you get to, I get to make them into a tank character. I get to make them uh, slow everything down and stuff like that. Um, you get to grab them and throw them over buildings and stuff like that. You can throw them into each other. Uh, the M9 automatic gun is like the most badass gun. You can pick up whatever gun you want, but his automatic nine is the best gun in the game. And it's so bloody and violent. It's awesome. Um, I'd say the, the actual character facial features and stuff like that aren't that good, but like I'm having fun just playing RoboCop and upgrading RoboCop and RoboCop, 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 Rogue City is my game of 2023. Yeah, I saw your uh, your video on YouTube uh, playing that on our uh, page, but uh, it looks like it's a lot of fun. 
I was a big fan of RoboCop. That was uh, that was a big one for me. I read some of the comics. I watched, uh, read the RoboCop versus Alien one, or was it RoboCop versus Predator? It was one of those. I don't even really remember it, but I remember I read it. Uh, RoboCop versus Terminator. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a yes. video game for that too. There was, that, that, that actually was a really good game too. The it RoboCop was. Terminator. That was a that's a that was a good game, and there that's the thing about this is like. There hasn't been a lot of good RoboCop games. It's been a long time, and I was just surprised when I played this. Like I, I seen good reviews, and then I played it, and then like I made someone's head. Exp- and this is the thing too: you shoot someone in the head, and then there's blood on the wall behind them, and then the blood comes down the wall. It's very like they did go with the physics. Realistic. Yeah, it, it's awesome. It's awesome, and you just sit there and admire it. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, I did that. Fair. This is fair, fair, fair. This is a great it's Jackson Pollock I've got on the wall here. <laughs> <laughs> it's gratifying. The kills are gratifying. It's kind of like, uh, have you played uh, Blade and Sorcery yet on VR? Yeah. The, the uh, not like, I guess they have two of them. Right? Not the old one, but the arena one. Yeah, the arena one. Yeah, I was playing that and... Uh, like after you get good at that game, you just start to become an artist with the killing you're doing. Oh yeah, like it's so much fun. Like you know, I've you and I've seen some, hands. yeah, and I've seen people do like uh, some crazy shit on uh, YouTube with that. Like I watched the dude like cut off a guy's head, like catch it midair, and then throw it at another guy. Like you can do <laughs> crazy things. Like I love uh, like I think it's the like the sand arena. Like if you just grab somebody by like the neck and the leg and just throw them against the little spike wall. It's like just insanely stupid, but fun. The only problem with that is I got to get the new uh, Oculus because the one I got, it, it keeps fogging up. Yeah. It's taking me off. It's like some, probably some anti-fogger or something. But yeah, I used to have that problem a lot. I don't know how I fixed that, but I haven't had that issue in a while. That's my only problem because I, I try to use it to work out and stuff like that. And then it gets all fogged up. Oh, that's probably why. Like I don't use it to work out. <laughs> well like when you play the sword and yeah. what's it called blade sword and sorcery. sorcery uh you do get pretty sweaty in it you do because you're swinging those swords and stuff a lot the best right. is if you take the long sword and you do a nice like low chop like sweep the leg they'll fall on the ground and then you can just stab yeah. them while they're down there it's great yeah so much fun game is violent and disgusting yes um, <clears throat> i approve and then there's a lot of mods like you can get a lightsaber and stuff I haven't, oh, yeah. I haven't messed yeah, with the I've mods too much. The mods. I haven't messed around with them too much, but I got the lightsaber. And that was a good. I just like I just like dressing up like Wolverine. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good one to do too. Uh, cool. I guess I'll go with my last one. Or sorry, not my last one. This is uh, best video game for me. It's a game called Meet Your Maker. Um, I've seen that one. Yeah, there's some cool videos on there. So basically, the whole game it's session based to a degree. Like you have your own little base um, and you're trying to get this material from other people's bases. So you create um, this maze with like traps and, you know, enemies and stuff that uh, other players will come to and try to navigate. And then you get like points for killing them and everything with your traps. Um, So you're not there at the base. They just run through. And if you're clever enough, you'll take them out. Um, So and I. I played it again the other day, just so I hadn't played it in a while. So I just re up my base. But uh, then as you're going through other people's bases, you have to kind of navigate carefully. 
there's some that are just so ingenious that it pisses you off. And I've taken 17 or 18 turns in some of them to actually make it through. Like there was one, it was just like the stupidest thing. It was just this, uh, it was like two lane uh, hallway. And I was like, that's it. And then you like get to the material and you're like, well, I'm going to take this. There was like no traps. I'm like, something doesn't seem right about this. I grabbed the material and then the secondary traps activate. And all of a sudden, every single panel on the wall was a flamethrower. <laughs> and I just got toasted. And I was like, fuck this. I'm going to beat this. And I like did it again and again and again. Each time getting a little bit closer to the exit. And it was like, you have to use your grappling hook and zip around, jump, zip, jump. And like, you know, it's like watching those uh, those Mario Maker uh, videos where yeah. everybody, where those guys are jumping. And they're like, this is impossible. How did you ever do It was the same thing. It was like you had to hit the right parts at the right time you know, throw the right grenade, be ready to go. And like, it took me a long time to get through that one. And it was like the simplest, stupid fucking dungeon I've ever been in. But um, the game is a lot of fun because it lets you be kind of creative. You go into basically Minecraft creative mode to build your base and you can design it however you want. You have a limited number of blocks you can use, uh, you know, limited number of, uh, I forget exactly what they call it, but you have like these points and blocks are worth so much. Traps are worth so much. Enemies are worth so much, but you basically design it however you want and basically make a kill base. Um, and it's fun to just kind of jump in. You go run some missions. You go, you, I like to see how creative people are with different things. Um, it is, it's a lot of fun though. And it got my 2023 pick because it was very unique. It was something different that I hadn't really ever done before aside from like rust with some of the people who had done that, but that was just open world. You just happen to find their stupid trap bases, but this one just drops you right into the base and you do what you got to do and you get out. Um, but it was uh, such a unique concept that I had never seen before. And that's why I thought it was a lot of fun. No, it looks really interesting. I, I seen a couple of videos on it. I'd like to give it a try someday. Yeah. I don't think it's too expensive. It's in alpha right now. Um, and they've made a lot of upgrades since I first started playing it. And I think I played it, the first time I played it was 4th of July weekend because they were doing, they were letting everybody play for free for the weekend. Um, so I downloaded it, jumped in, and was like, all right, let's see if this is any good. I had been following it for a while. And I was like, all right, this is fun. I'm going to buy it. Um, but it's a great one you can just jump into if you got like, you know, if you only got an hour to kill, you can run a couple of, uh, run a couple bases and be done. There's no storyline. You're not trying to do anything crazy. You get to upgrade your weapons, your gear, your armor um, to make you more effective as you're doing the traps. And it's fun to like go back to your base and see where like people were getting tripped up by your traps, like where you got the kills and stuff. It is a good time. I like that game a lot. Nice. But yeah, if, it, if they ever have it on for free on Steam, give it a shot. I think you'd like it, Sam. It, like, I love the creative games. I love Minecraft, Seven Days to Die, Ark. Uh, Rust, all those games where you have to like kind of build bases and stuff. So this is one of the things that appealed the most to me is I like doing that kind of thing. Yeah, I'm always down for a good base building game. You get lost in them so easily too. Yeah, start working on it. You're like, all right, yeah, I don't know, I'll get this done quick. And then five hours later, you're wondering where your night went. You're like this one thing. Like, why is this not? <laughs> yeah, it's it is. It's a lot of fun though. So I I highly recommend that one. Uh, it's just kind of a fun game to play once in a while when you just looking to do something that you don't have to think too hard about. Cool. Uh, and the last thing we got to talk about is best song of 2023. I, yeah, I'm going to let uh, Sam go first on this one. 
So I think uh, Rick and I came to a consensus on this one, and it's a song that basically came out of nowhere but became the anthem for working people everywhere. Um, doesn't matter if you're working in an office or working with your hands. Uh, Richmond, North of Richmond is the breakout number one best song, the working man's anthem for both of us, I think. Um, Rick, what do you have to say about it? Um, you know, I'm kind of burnt out from politics, especially uh, after COVID and all that stuff. Um, and I absolutely hate politicians. And this um, pretty much spoke a lot of truth to me. Um, talking about how they just want control of us and um, they just want to know what we're doing and they just want to tax us to no end and blah, blah, blah. And <laughs> looking at, uh, you know, I, I'm a business owner and looking at like how much money is taken from me when, I, when I'm just trying to feed my family and um, where my money's going and and uh, how much money people upstairs, uh, you know, looking at their fancy clothes and blah, blah, blah. And and, and uh, you look at all these working people trying to make a living, um, having to work three jobs. Yeah. Um, two jobs. Can't, you know, because of inflation and whatnot. Uh, and and it's like we're just getting lied to or getting gaslit by by uh by politicians uh, kind of it's just ridiculous <laughs> and this song came out and just told the truth and people were mad about it yeah and uh i was just like i don't care like i'm not looking at it a left or right thing i'm just like it's a human thing here man that, like, yeah that that was what he specifically said when it came out he was like look this isn't left wing this isn't right wing this is us versus them um and yeah. i think i think a lot of this song would have gone away quicker if he hadn't <laughs> hadn't said in one of the verses I wish politicians would look out for miners and not just miners on an island somewhere. <laughs> Cause he, or, uh, uh, and, and then after that, Lord, we got folks in the street, ain't got nothing to eat. And the obese milk and welfare. If you're five foot three and you're 300 pounds, taxes have to pay for your bag of fudge rounds. And I still want that hat. So I saw somebody on TikTok that made the hat. I pay for my own fudge rounds. <laughs> I still want that hat, but I know, I know there, and that's not what taxes are all paying for. And there are people that literally do yeah. need help. And I have no problem volunteering to help to give the needy money. So we're not going to get into that debate. Um, it's just a matter of, listen, we're getting screwed over here. That's what's going on. And this song kind of came out, blew up for a reason. I, I kind of equated it to like Fortunate Son back in the day. Like it, it's similar, similar ideas, similar vein of, hey, we're fucking tired of this bullshit. Fix your shit. You know, let, let's all get on the same page here. Let's all agree. This shit's bullshit. I'm not even familiar with the song. I don't know. I haven't. I don't think I've heard this 
I'm oh. gonna go check it out after this. Yeah, you should. You should. I'm surprised. I was I, I was singing its praises when this thing came out. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah I don't and, know this one. I, I haven't he, seen any buzz about it. E- even better is <laughs> after after the song blew up. Um, so I was I had already been following him on TikTok, and I saw some of his videos that he was posting, and I was like, oh, this song's good. He's got a lot of good music, but he did a hey tour my uh, recording studio with me and he, he zooms out on his camera and he's in his laundry room and he's got his, his laptop on his like dryer and that's where he's recording all of his music and if he's not doing it there he's doing it out in the woods and it was just it was great he's seems like just a, a you know true honest guy but his voice goes so well with that song too like it's yeah it's a great experience listening to that song. And um, you could ask, it's very catchy and you could ask my family, like you'll, you'll catch me just randomly just singing it. And you can't sing it quiet. You got to belt it. No, no, you belt it. Cause he's, he's loud. Yeah. It's, it's well, a, it's a, you feel the, you feel the pain and the anger in that song. It's yeah. fantastic. Oh Yeah. Well, There's gonna, a lot of feeling behind it. Yep. I'm going to go listen to it after this. And uh, again, I I don't know even what you guys are talking about, but I'm going to listen to it, and I'll probably be on the same page with you. Well, why, why don't we why don't we pause and do a screen share, and I'll listen to it together, and you come back and tell us what, what you think. We're back. I watched it. It's a good song. I like it. <laughs> I like it. I agree. It's a good one. I don't even have a pick for 2023, so I'll I'll put that one up there. It does speak <laughs> to you quite a bit. No. Yep. Um I I think that it is a good song uh just listening to like what he's saying. Nothing he's saying is wrong. Nope. <laughs> nope. We've all been there. Um Yeah, I mean it's uh you know, a little political and but in all the right ways. Yeah. And, and I mean, as we said earlier, it's it's not left for right. It's us versus them. Um, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, like I said, I didn't have a 2023 pick. I was just going to read my top songs of Spotify for the year. And uh, I'm going to I'm going to um, caveat this by saying I have oh, a. Can, two- I, can I do my runner up? Oh, yeah. yeah I'm sorry. Yeah. Do your runner up and then I'll read my and then I'll read my Spotify list. My top 10. Uh, my runner up. Is Mortal Kombat 2. I don't know if you guys listened to it. I sent it to you. No. Like last week or two weeks ago. No, I didn't listen. Um, listen to it. Um, it's uh, basically, it's the dude that played Taco in uh, the league. Yeah. He used to do, you remember, he used yeah. to do songs and stuff like that. Guns don't John- kill people. <laughs> people kill people. Uh, with guns. John LaJoy. John LaJoy. It's basically, he has this uh, band. It's called Wolfie's okay or something like that his songs um, elite were the best and uh so mortal kombat 2 it's basically and it, it's like it's basically like you know these people so it's like he he's not good at anything like there's this other guy who's good at everything like you're better than everything at me but i can beat you at mortal kombat 2 <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, and that's it 
<laughs> that's the whole song. And he's like, at the end of it, he's like, no matter who the fuck you choose, I'll beat you at Mortal Kombat too. And he's like, he's waiting for him at the arcade and he comes up next to him and he's like, he's all nervous. He's like, yeah, I'm going to beat him now. <laughs> so, listen to this song, dude. Because I like, gonna... I know these people. And they're probably our target audience. Uh-huh. Um, who like? And I probably am that guy who's like, "Oh, that guy just thinks he's better at everything." And then like, I beat him at like a video game, and I'm like, "I'm hot shit now." Yep. You didn't. You didn't tell me it was Jean Lejoy. I would definitely listen to it. I fucking love his stuff. He's so funny. Do you ever uh, hear the the uh, two girls one cup uh, song he did? Probably. It was a long time a ago. But it was so funny. He made it a he made it a love song. <clears throat> it was just so funny. Um, yeah. But it's actually a pretty serious like acoustic song. It's <laughs> yeah. pretty good. Well, I'll have to give that a listen. Um, but yeah, I was just gonna read my Spotify top songs. Uh, I was gonna read my first ten, and I want everybody to know that I have a two year old daughter who now knows how to speak to the. Uh, I don't want to say her name, but the uh, electric. <laughs> The Alexa machine. And uh, it's tied to my Spotify. So here we go with my top 10 played songs of the year. Number one is Shake It Off by Taylor Swift. Uh, Number two is Let It Go. Number two is Let It Go from Frozen. (laughs) Number three is How Far I'll Go from Moana. Number four, this one is mine, Carry On My Wayward Son, but the Neoni one, not the Kansas one. The Neoni one was the one played in the season uh, series finale. Uh, the slow version of it. I really like that one. That is a good one. Um, yeah. And then I have multiple from the soundtrack, and that would be The Greatest Showman. And again, that I one is mine because that. Knew you were going to say Greatest Showman. <laughs> Dude, I fucking love that movie. It's so historically inaccurate, but I fucking love that. I movie. still have yet to but, watch it. Dude, watch it. It's actually really good. Um, I didn't have high hopes. My cousin told me to watch it. I watched it on the plane back from Takana and uh, me and my wife both fell in love with the movie. And I've got, I listened to the entire soundtrack. So a lot of the songs on here are from that. Um, but yeah, so anyways, I've got, uh, I got a few songs from there. Uh, and then I've got flowers by Miley Cyrus, which is a good song. Give it props. That one's half me, half my daughter into the unknown from frozen Two. And then the rest, I believe, is me. Do You Want to Taste It by Wigwam from uh, Peacemaker Show. I love that song. That's a good I would be concerned if that was your daughter. <laughs> you know what? I play it for her, and she rocks out to it. She dances. I'm sure. <laughs> uh, Take Me Home, Country Roads by John Denver. And the final one is Downfall by Trust Company. That's my top 10 of 2023. Uh, are we all doing this? If you want to, I think we got some time. All right, I've got mine pulled up. I'll go ahead. I'll read go my. I'll read my top ten. Um. So my we also have a uh, an Alexa machine. Um. My wife changed its name to Ziggy and gave it a male voice, which I do not like. Um. So <laughs> you walk in, walk out at night to get a glass of water. Hey, Sam. Yeah, basically. Uh <laughs> like, uh. And, and it, well. So uh, a, a short aside on that, um, we have one smart light in the house and it turns on at uh, sunset. 
And if you want to turn it off, you can tell Ziggy to turn it off or you can just, you know, turn it off uh, from my phone app. But if you tell Ziggy to turn it off, the light's name is Danielle. So <laughs> Ziggy, turn off Danielle. <laughs> or Ziggy, turn on Danielle. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> it's entertaining, but kind of. <laughs> All right. So uh, I also have a two-year-old and a four-year-old. Um, but. You probably can't tell from my songs. Uh, number one is Sleeping on the Blacktop by Culture Wall, which is a fantastic song. Um, he's, it, aside, Oliver Anthony's got my favorite song of the year. Culture Wall is my favorite musician of the year. Um, anybody who hasn't heard him, go out and listen. Uh, Line by Culture Wall and Tyler Childers. Something in the Orange. I like him. Yeah. Something in the Orange by Zach Bryan. Uh, Motorcycle by Culture Wall, Heading South by Zach Bryan, Way of the Triune God, um, this is the Hallelujah version, uh, Little Bitty, which is actually my son's doing, Little Bitty by Alan Jackson being as high as it is on my list, he loves that song, then he will sing it just sitting off in his room playing by himself, you'll catch him singing Little Bitty, um, let's see, that's Seven. Then I've got Cowpoke by Culture Wall, Everlasting Lover by 49 Winchester, and Follow You to Virgie by Tyler Childers and Our Vinyl. So a lot of country, a lot of you know, darker, grittier country. Nice. <clears throat> All right. So I, too, have a daughter. Uh, some of these are hers. Um, well, the first one's hers, and that's Melanie Martinez, Pity Party. <laughs> Um, which I do listen to with her. And then number two, Old Ghost by the Beatnik Bandits, who I found while uh, watching uh, Blue October, which I would definitely recommend. They got like a folkish kind of sound to them. Uh, number three, Somewhere Only We Know by Keen, which is surprising. Hmm. Uh, number four, Richmond, North of Richmond. Uh, number five, Spillways by Ghost. Number six, Hard to Forget by Sam Hunt. Uh, Number seven, Feathered Indians, Tyler Childress. Great song. Number eight, yes. Number eight, Working Man Rush. Number nine, The Worry List by Blue October. And number 10, Mariana Cross by Ghost. And Ghost was my top band this year. So. Nice. Nice. You guys had a lot less of the uh, Disney movies. <laughs> like half my no. list is Disney movies. No, I did not have Disney stuff. My daughter is at an age, but she only likes independent like like indie music yeah stuff and so we i got her like the family account but she's gonna be 11 she's 10 and they have the kids stuff which you can get just about anything on it but you can't get melanie martinez on it hmm. which uh i guess she cusses and stuff on it so i had to cancel that because she's like i am never gonna listen to this because she does not like taylor swift or anything hmm. My daughter loves Taylor Swift. It's her favorite song every day. Please shake it off. I guess so. Let's do it. Let's I do. She knows, dude. She knows the words of the song though. She sings along with it. Yep. Like she's insane. Uh, but that's probably also why it's number one on my playlist. Um, no, that's that's my wife. My wife <laughs> turns on Taylor Swift soundtrack and then just listens to every freaking song. And I'm like, I'm sick of Taylor Swift. I'm going to 
get a Taylor Swift mannequin just choke her, and it's not gonna it's not gonna be sexual. It's gonna be violent. Yeah, I, uh, I need to get it out of my system because I'm so sick of her. Well, uh, I was actually a couple of songs that I was surprised didn't end up on here, but I guess we didn't really start listening to it until uh, about October. Um, I played uh, Time Warp from Rocky Horror Picture Show for my daughter, and she loves that song and wants to hear it all the time. So I'm proud of that one. She knows the whole, like, you know, it's just a jump to the left and put your hands on your hips. And she dances to it. It's really funny. Uh, and the other one was, uh, again, from Rocky Horror Picture Show, Hot Patootie by Meatloaf. She loves that song. She calls it Islands for some reason. Yeah. She's like, I want to hear Islands. And I'm like, what? And for a long time, for months, me and my wife were like, what is Islands? And we couldn't figure out what the song was. And then I was going, she likes to look at pictures of herself. And we found a video of her dancing to Hot Patootie. And she's like, that's Islands. And I'm like, motherfucker, it's been this song the whole goddamn time. So I don't know why she calls it Islands. No idea. The word Islands is never mentioned in the uh, song. But she loves that song and she loves to dance to it. It's so cute. Um, I, wish, I miss when my daughter liked my stuff. Right. She used to like Flashdance on Labyrinth. You remind me of the babe. What babe? The babe, babe with, with the power. power. What power? The power, power of voodoo. voodoo. You do. You do. Not me I the saw my baby. <laughs> I have that song on my Spotify playlist. Oh, hell yeah. It's a good one. Cry as hard as babes could cry. cry. What could, could I, I do? do? Baby I don't know. I think we because we only did. I mean, y'all, y'all did it so well, probably. Yeah. Do I sound like David Bowie? Yep. People thought we were Bowie. <laughs> Show them your bulge. <laughs> yeah. oh i yeah no i know why it's most it's like all my songs on my list because i got tired of yelling at my wife when i was at work listening to podcasts or music on my spotify and then it would all suddenly change <laughs> yeah <laughs> because it was connected yeah that's why <laughs> so she had to get her own that, yeah that happens to me when i'm driving home from work I'll be listening to a podcast, be like, this is going good. And all of a sudden it cuts out and I look down at my phone and it shows that Taylor Swift is playing on my Alexa because my wife and daughter are home. <laughs> like, God damn it. Oh, yeah. That's why I had to tell my daughter to stop doing that because it kept playing. Well, actually, it wasn't too bad. She used to really like Eminem's Mockingbird because mm. because it, it was about her, his daughter, Haley. Yeah. Yep. So I was like, I actually like that one. Thanks again for joining us today. If you want to hear more, make sure to subscribe on Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Facebook and let us know your favorite 2023 picks in the comments. From all of us at Spit Take, have a safe and happy new year and we'll see you next time. Don't forget your love. People need you around. Reach out if you have any problems. Rick. Level up, guys. Bye.